Blog Talk Radio. No weapons of mass destruction were found. Are you kidding me? Do you buy that? There Not, were, there were, there were. Nin, 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 nin. I was five and he was six. We rode on horses made of sticks. He wore black and I wore white. Come on, let us shoot. Claire. Bang, bang, bang. Hey, uh, I need to get the rats, the brass to drop rats. I got a wounded girl. We need to take the rest of mine. Oh, it's their fault for bringing their kids to a battle. That's right. The main reason we went into Iraq at the time was we thought he had weapons of mass destruction. It turns out he didn't, but he had the capacity to make weapons of mass destruction. But I also talked about the human suffering in Iraq. Hello, boys and girls. I have a special message for you from the President of the United States. I salute the boys and girls who are buying United States savings stamps and bonds, and they're giving important support to the cause of freedom and the men who fight for us in Vietnam. Congress gave us this authority in August 1964 to do whatever may be necessary. That's pretty far-reaching. That's the sky's the limit. As an American citizen, you have to respect our president, whether I like it or not. It's really not my decision, but I do respect my president, and I will support whatever decision he makes. Music played on people's side Just for me, the church bells rang It is a hard fact that U.S. strikes have resulted in civilian casualties. don't know why until this day sometimes I cry he didn't even say goodbye he didn't take the time to lie the United States knows that Iraq has weapons of mass destruction one of the first things they told me was you're not even to acknowledge the drone program you're not even to discuss that it exists renewed hostile actions against United States ships on the high seas in the Gulf of Tonkin have today required me to order the military forces of the United States to take action in reply. That reply is crashing through the lies and disinformation.
everybody, Joseph Gibson podcasting here, restoring our republic, and we have the republic here, and uh, we're going to do the open mic like we pretty much always do anyway, but no set agenda, no, we're just going to have a general conversation, but I'm going to open up the floor here, we'll go first with Mr. Roger Waters, you get the floor first, go ahead, sir. Well, thank you, Joe. You know, it's been quite a week, it's actually been quite a month, there's been a lot going on. You know, I want to just kind of briefly bring out 10 quick points. Uh, Some may know this, some may not. But the Central Bank of Australia has collapsed and went bankrupt. That came out Thursday. Putin of Russia has declared war against the NATO nations in Europe if they don't stop supplying the Ukraine with money and weapons. This comes along with the nukes that he is threatening to use. There are people from his regime that are no longer in Russia that are telling the world he is serious and he will use them. This would bring on Ezekiel 38 and 39. King Charles has defeated declared that one man will be in charge of all of Europe before the end of the year in a speech made two weeks before the queen died. Now he sits upon the world's greatest throne as as the top monarch in the whole world. He set himself up to be that lead position for what the Illuminati calls their Antichrist. England is right now changing their money over to a semi-digital system and wants to be fully digital by April 30, 2023. That also carries 36 other nations with them, along with 1.8 billion people. Chrysalem is up and running to full strength and wants to have over 6 billion people, that's three-quarters of the world's population, under their cloth by the year 2024. I would say that puts the false prophet in place. Denmark says they have a leak in their natural gas pipelines that are up in the Baltic area, and they're sure that it was placed there by Russia who continues to lose in their Ukrainian war. Then on top of all that, there were five pure red heifers delivered to Texas, or delivered from Texas to Israel last week, bringing the nation its first purebred cows in over 1,952 years. At 11.33 a.m. this morning, East Coast time. We had the last trumpet blow in Jerusalem where Rosh Hashanah came to a close until next year. Next year's will be September 17th, 2023 at sundown in Jerusalem. This is what Paul was referring to in 1 Corinthians 15:52, where he says in a moment at the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. So if you're still here on this planet, 
you have till next year at Rosh Hashanah to see if that thing called the rapture takes place then. According to all the signs that are happening right now in the entire world, and especially around the Jerusalem area, the book of Revelation, starting with the sixth and seventh seals, and the trumpets should begin on or around Passover, April 7th, 2023. And that would then leave just 42 months to go. Starting around 11 p.m. tonight, Eastern Time, Hurricane Ian will start making impact on the west coast of Florida. As an example, they, the people of Florida, had three days to prepare for this event, and that still isn't enough time to get everything in order. Stand by for a major impact by a low Cat 4 hurricane at that time. The world, as we see it, there are so many things taking place every day that not only fulfills Bible prophecy, but is earth-shaking in a lot of people's minds. Most people don't know everything that's going on. I try to keep up with it as quick and as much as I can, and even I miss things. I try to catch all the big stuff, the most important things. And this is why we in the Republic always tell you, the people of America, that it's time to make a stand. It's time to stand up and say, I want my country back. Because China is itching to move in. They're just itching to. And by the way, there's reports out there right now that Xi Jinping has been arrested and they got a new leader in China, the head of their military. We can't confirm that at this point in time, but it's all over social media. There's got to be something to it. Isn't it interesting that he made a trip overseas to meet Putin and then a coup happened there in, in China? So with that, Joe, I'm going to go back to you and uh, see what else we got to talk about. Well, you forgot the you forgot the uh, one world religion there that the that the Pope is calling for. The, uh, the Pope uh, called for the one world religion. Uh, yeah, the Christmas. Um, yeah. Yeah, one world religion headquarters set to open next year. Uh, one world religion headquarters set to open in 2022. Uh, so that would be this year, actually. Uh, so the headquarters will be called the yeah the Abraham. Well, it's not fully finished, but the Abraham the Abrahamic family house, and it's being built on yeah. a, an island in the middle eastern city of Abu Dhabi. The yeah. headquarters is being done in collaboration with Pope Francis and Sunni Muslim leader Shakia Aman Taib after they both signed a global peace covenant called the Document of Human Fraternity for World Peace. The stated purpose of the Aramaic family house is to bring understanding and tolerance among the faith. But there are a couple of notable challenges. First, uh, uh, Dubai is a part of the UAE, where it is illegal for Christians to uh, 
uh, basically gather and worship and uh, have conversation. Uh, so so uh, Islam is prohibited. The Pope represents, uh, excuse me, Islam prohibits that. The Pope represents Roman Catholicism where Christians are free to convert to Islam, but citizens of Dubai are not free to choose Christ. So that's one of the challenges that they have to come up. I got a little something I can play on that. It's a couple of minutes long, but um, first I want to get others involved here. Anybody else who wants to participate in the one world order that I've been preaching about and talking about for so long now. And also I want to talk about the Zoom conference that we had with the militia, the Righteous Army militia there the other night. And um, hopefully he'll join us here. Mike will come on here. Uh, it was, it was uh, nine hours long. Uh, the Zoom conference call. Nine hours we were on there. Wow. Started at 6 o'clock. It was on until about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Actually, I got cut off about 1 o'clock in the morning. I got cut off, so I was on there only for about 8. <laughs> so I, I didn't hang out. So darn me, I just ain't a true patriot, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, but uh, a lot of clowns were on there. You had a couple of provocateurs coming on there. Uh, one of them, you know, the, the three-letter word, three-letter guys were on, you know, a couple of them on there. And then, of course, I had a couple of debates with a couple, few of them, and maybe we can have a conversation about that too, because it seems that the patriot community consistently gets lost in this sovereign stuff, where we have a right to to, to be our own government and do what we want, and we're going to cash in our birth certificate, and and uh, this this uh, you know. Um, yeah, I'm a living man, and I'm king on the land. And uh, listen, the Puritans when they came over, they didn't talk about none of that. I'm king, and I'm a living flesh, and this and that. They didn't talk about none of that nonsense. You know, but they they get they start getting wrapped up in this legalese and legal laws and all this nonsense and this color of law and everything. And 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 listen, the Freemasons are not living under a rock, under a bridge someplace, hiding. There's not, you know. Yes, there are secret fraternities around the country. Yes, Yes, there are powerful financiers and bankers around the world, the global elite, that do control things, and they do worship Satan, and they do have mock sacrifices, yes, but they blow it way out of proportion, and we saw the republic get affected by this, too. You know, where yeah. people are going to, I'm going to have a land elodial, a land patent, and I'm going to stand my ground, and I'm going to drive around without a seatbelt, and uh, I'm going to put a paper plate on my car, and I'm free, and I'm going to drive around with no registration or insurance because I'm free. You know, yeah, you're not going to get nowhere doing that, nowhere. And all these people, they get wrapped up in this paperwork and this stuff, and thinking they can file paperwork in these courts and declare their own common law courts around the country, which there is not one in this country right now that works. Works and operates. Just because you gather in your closet with three of your best friends and you call yourselves de facto this or de, de jure this and or grand jury this, you're not law, okay? You don't get to do it. You, know, you want to make, you know, it's like kind of like when you're kids and you want to pretend you know, you're playing pretend or whatever or hide and seek. That's basically what these grown adults are doing. And the feds laugh at them. You know, and, to, and, and but but the problem is they also watch them because they grow. Because what happens is that these people become frustrated with the system because what they're filing doesn't work. It makes no sense. It's mumbo jumbo. Well, anyway, to get to my point here, one of the individuals says, "You're wrong." Uh, you know, because I told him, I said, "Name one case. Give me one case." And nobody ever gave me a case that where someone won in court. And he he sent me a PDF link. 
and some other uh, link, and he's referencing Wikipedia in, in his notes that he's saying, and, and he's tell, telling me that this is the the law, but it's his notes, you know, and nothing nothing at all that has any substantiated facts to it, just a bunch of uh, writings about nothing that have no standing whatsoever. And I'm warning people, stay away from that. You know, and he got mad, and, and first of all, the guy really, he looks like he's about nine cans short of a six-pack, you know, and, uh, you know, he, and you know he's getting, you know, and you know he's getting a dummy check from the government every month, so, you know, so, you know, I mean, cause, uh, you know, just stay away from stuff like that, man, okay? Stay away from, that's not the righteous army, that's not the righteous movement, that's not the militia, you know, so be careful, just be careful, and don't let these provocateurs, you know, whoop you in. So, uh, is Mr. Hurtler out there? Would he like to join in here, or someone like? Uh, I just want to jump in here too in the conversation. Go ahead, six oh eight. Joe, I just, Joe, just let me say real quick. You're right. We we went through that back in 2010, 2011. That's where the nation state group was born from. Uh, those people were thinking the republic was going to pay all their mortgages, get them all yeah. out of their bank <laughs> loans, all that. Because, by God, they had a birth certificate that proved that that money was theirs. And they went forward, and uh, there's a few of them that are probably still sitting in the great state of Kansas. You know what I mean? Called Leavenworth. Uh, uh, Because I know our governor here in Indiana, he decided he was was so big and bad, he took the de facto state seal, put his name under it, and then – Laminated it and sold it to over 200 people for $200 a piece. Oh Lord! <laughs> yeah, Gary Gillespie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yep, I got his email. Yep, Gillespie. Yep, yep. Yeah, yep. they they came and made, made a visit with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, and that's and these guys charging four hundred eighty-five dollars in a silver coin. You know, to to, to go yeah. to a lecture that that's going to make you free. You know, <laughs> you know, come on, man, yeah. stop it. You know, but but yeah. people, but but that's how desperate. But you see, we really shouldn't laugh because that's how sick our country is and how desperate people are for freedom. Yeah. You know, and, and we can have freedom and we can do it lawfully. You know, but we have got to, but, you know, if after this podcast show or wherever you are when you listen to this stuff and you're in your little cloud zone and you're listening to these people talk or you're doing, or if you're one of these people, once you step back out into reality and you look around, it's not, none of it matters what you're doing. You know, we need, we need more people. We have to have more, we have to have everything that's, you know, that we really believe in that's truthful and honest and stand up for something that's right and, and, and honest and believable and, and we have to have credibility, you know, and our, and, you know, this is the disinformation age. You know, and we're losing the information war out there. You know, and I understand that TV world is fake and everything and the entertainment world and everything that they do, but they make it so good into reality that people believe it. You know, so it's just sad. But uh, uh, 608, you want to comment on his, uh, this conversation here? Well, thank you, Joe Gibson. This is, uh, I'm honored to be on this program with all of you folks. You know, in order to to try to figure out how we can establish this republic, we we go back in history, and I've been studying this for quite some time, and 
I go back to the National Monument that's above Plymouth Rock, which is the true Statue of Liberty. And on the back side of it, to be the western side of it, is Governor William Bradford has a quote. And this is what it says. He says, thus out of small beginnings, greater things have been produced by his hand that made all things of nothing and gives being to all things that are. And as one small candle may light a thousand, so the light here kindled have shown unto many, yea, in some sort to our whole nation. Let the glorious name of Jehovah have all praise. But then you go on the front side, and I've repeated this over and over, National Monument, where the sun hits when there's no clouds in the sky and the sun hits on the eastern side, National Monument to the forefathers elected by a grateful people in remembrance of their labor, sacrifice, and suffering for the cause of civil and religious liberty. When you go to the preamble of the Constitution, 1787, we, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, and provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity do ordain and establish this Constitution for the United States of America. The mindset, going back in the Pilgrim era, bringing it forward towards the Founding Father era, was this thing of called public virtue. Each person must somehow be persuaded to submerge his personal wants into the greater good of the whole. Now, this willingness of the individual to sacrifice his private interest for the good of the community. Such patriotism or love of country. The 18th century mind termed public virtue. A popularity-based government cannot be supported without virtue. And using that word virtue, this is what Sam Adams said. This is, this, this is a strong word that comes from holiness. Sam Adams said this. He said, a general dissolution or, let's say, disintegration of the principles and manners will more surely overthrow the liberties of America than the whole force of the common enemy. Then he said this. He said, while the people are virtuous, they cannot be subdued, but but when once they lose their virtue, they will be ready to surrender their liberty to the first external or internal invader. And he finished it by saying this. If virtue and knowledge are diffused among the people, they will never be enslaved. This will be their great security. Now, I, want, I just want you to know, I won't take much more of your time, but I want you to know this, that when that Organic Act happened in 1871, oh, the Masons who were selected, not elected, I'm talking about the progressive presidents, they, they, they saw what they had done is they created a, a private enterprise and they called it a government. But a government has to have 
has to have a spirit of direction. It has to have a spirit of regulation, a spirit of control, a spirit of restraint. And so these graduates, now remember, God is dead in the Ivy League, in the colleges, going way back. Okay, God, they made God dead. Darwinianism, okay? All right. But when these progressive presidents were running for to be president, this was their mindset. They said they, they rejected the timeless principles of the Declaration of Independence. Progressives believed that the Constitution's arrangement of government based upon the separation of powers, checks and balances, and federalism, oh, it only impeded, it only obstructed and hindered effective government. The president, this is what they said, this was their mindset, you guys. The president should be trusted with the legislative branch, a legislative mandate. What's legislate got to do with the president? I'm asking you this. The president should be trusted with the legislative mandate to create, to create administrative agencies and government aid programs to improve the lives of citizens. You see, we got away from all of this. We got away from from running this country, establishing a government on the laws of nature and nature's God, on God's word, the 66th book. The founding fathers tried not to make any laws that went against God's word. So the corruption of the court system happened, and the government inserting itself in the church with the 501c3 1954, and the infiltration of the foreign law, uniform commercial code, we don't have state we don't have state constitutions running the state. We don't have our constitution running this national. No, we government. don't have no, we don't have you're absolutely correct. We don't have state constitution. We don't because you no. know what also but the citizens themselves are to blame. There's a coldness and a lack of caring Amen. amongst the people. Nobody cares Amen. about you or yes. me or you That's know, I mean right. how many people actually care? They don't. That's right. And, they don't care and anymore. The, the diminishing of the property rights of the people and the manipulation of the monetary system. But here's what they did, you guys. This is you, all of you people listening to me out there in America, all you people that are on this call, all you people, you have been ripped off because you never got America's truthful history. They kept America's truthful history away from when you went to high school, grade school, you never got... Why didn't we study the Constitution? Why didn't we study the Declaration? Why the, the seminaries, the, the seminaries across America, why aren't they studying the Constitution? Why aren't they studying the Declaration in the Bill of Rights? Why isn't that? Why aren't they studying the old sermon? You see what I'm saying? The didactic, not the dialectic, the didactic sermon. So what we need to do and keep going with this is we need to we need to expose what the founding fathers got from the pilgrims and what they brought forward because we need to go back to that and we need to build on it and virtue has to be strong in our being. We need I to believe that's all we can do. David, David right. real quick, I believe that's all we can do because because uh, let's just yeah. keep the con- the conversation going. Um Amen. That's all we can do because the reason why is this: um, 
we're not going to organize a million-man militia across the country that's going to <laughs> network together. There's not a calling for it right now. We're not in a in a desperate, dire need situation right now. Americans right. still have weight. You know, maybe down in Florida, that hurricane you were talking, we were just talking about, it destroys the entire, what, you don't think the federal government's already down there? They're not going to let no militia go help the people down there. They're not going to let the community organize down there. They're going to have FEMA down there. Their trucks are already set up, and they're going to give them little tidbits and little carrots and little bottles of water to keep them going, and the insurance adjusters are already getting ready to go down there. The generator trucks are already getting ready to go down there, and they're, thank you, government. Thank you, Mr. You know, and everybody's going to be relying on the government. And just like Katrina, remember Katrina? No one will be armed. No one will be able to be armed. We're taking all the weapons. They confiscated all the guns and not one pushback. You know, they locked everyone up in the Coliseum there. You know, people sick, dying. You know, and we don't have a nationwide uh, problem like that. You know, one little state's isolated now with an emergency. But this is a time, this emergency, people can do what they do. What do they say? Never what what do they say? Never let a good what you know uh, uh, let, let never let it go to waste. This, uh, uh, what, what, I forgot what they say there. What, what do they say? Never let a good um, uh, I forgot how they say it. Um, well, basically, don't let you know all this disorder go to waste. You know, they they capitalize on it. These, the power. What's that? I, I don't hear right. what that person well, hey, I said. Yield the floor to you, sir. I yield the floor back to you, sir. Yeah, no, no, no. I want to have a back-and-forth conversation, dialogue here tonight, and get as many people in that we can, do something different, where, you know, one person just doesn't take the floor and just go go with it. Let's have a back-and-forth, like we're talking on the phone together, and, and just you like normal what? individuals, not on a radio show, you know? You know what, Joe? And, and what, what, what are these people trying to do in government? They're constantly trying to do away with the Second Amendment. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They're constantly yeah. trying to do away with the Second Amendment. And they'll do anything, to, and, and they capitalize on every emergency. You know, uh, uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. That's what they say. say. Never let a good crisis go to waste. And, and they capitalize on that. And then what they do is they take away your liberties or some here and there. It's like the gas prices. All the gas prices across the country are $4 a gallon, 350 somewhere around there. You know, but before, the, before Biden, they were, what, 225 somewhere around there. But when Trump was in there, they were 210 they were 215 Listen, I remember when they were $1.25 for 10 years straight. You know, and, and, you know, but it went up when Hurricane Katrina hit to two dollars and fifty cents a gallon, and we were having a fit then. Yeah. And they always stayed around two dollars, two twenty-five again after that, and they never went. You know, they went up and down, up and down a little bit, and now they're above three dollars a gallon, and they're going to stay above three dollars a gallon. It was five for a little while, six, seven, in some places, but now it's going to stay around three or four gallons, three or four dollars a gallon now. You know, and, and that's and that's aim. If you look at the numbers, what the numbers add up to that, what that inflation is, that cost to you and I, you know, your paychecks would never go up that much at one shot, and they haven't, and they're not. And and this is and look at the food prices. Does anyone ever? Does anyone see the prices of everything and how it's going? And I mean, it's insane, man. You know, how are they building houses today with the price of lumber the way it is? It's insane. Joe, you know, I went to a gas station back in the early 60s, 
and I knew the guy that was running the Skelly station. I knew him. I knew him real well. And the gas was like thirty nine, forty five cents a gallon. You know, and he says, "Oh, he says you're going to see gas prices up to a dollar a gallon." And I looked at him and I says, "You're crazy." Oh no, he says you'll see it up to two dollars a gallon. You'll see it up to three dollars a gallon. You might even see it up to four or five. I said, "You're absolutely crazy. You're nuts." He was dead on. He was right <laughs> on. Just what he was saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, and and, 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 it, and people say, no, well, that's the cost of living. That that's just the way things are. No, it's not. No, it's not because it's cost of production no. cost is still the same. When you think about it, yeah. it's our dollars have, have have become a devalued so much that it's it's just terrible. You know, um, you, you state, state that, Roger. What you, well, Roger? You're still out there listening. I mean, uh, you're out there from Indiana. I'm in North Carolina. Um, you know, what, what's your what's your take on uh, what we're talking about here right now? And we opened up here tonight with the, basically the one world order that's being, being pr- pushed down our throats. And I think that everyone's banking on these elections, that we're going to get out of this through these elections. I wonder what, what, what do you – I mean, what do you think is really – I mean, September 24th, that big date, September 24th, that came and went. The world didn't fall apart, and we're still here. So, you know, what's, what's going to happen here, you think, in the next six months? Well, personally, I think that uh, we are going to see some changes, but most of it's going to be in the financial side of things. I know the world is trying desperately to go to a complete uh, digital financial system. Uh, They can only do that when two things take place. One is the individual, you and I, they want us to become a digitalized walking computer and the only way to do that is to get the nanotechnology down inside of us the only way to do that is to have crises and and plagues come up to where we need to take vaccines so they bring fear on so expect more of those um you and i are not going to just walk down to the to the local store and say hey we want to become a computer you know that ain't going to happen so uh, they got to get it in us through fear. Well, well, fear is always, it's interesting. You know, I'm, let me, yeah. Joe, what you played in the beginning of the show, just let me say this real quick. I'll prove my point. You had Johnson on there as president not too long after he was sworn into office, after Kennedy was assassinated, where they, he said uh, that the North Vietnamese fired shots at U.S. ships in the Gulf of Tonkin, and it implied for him to send American troops into war against the North Vietnamese. And he had signed that bill that morning. Do you know it was a United States ship that fired the shot? It had to happen because Johnson was only going to be president if he agreed to go into war with against the North Vietnamese. Yeah. Kennedy wow. wanted us out of Vietnam. He wanted to sign a document that would get us back on the gold reserves when he got back to Dallas. He never well, made that's it. what I'm getting to. Yeah. It's how we're gonna pay for this, the Republic, how we're gonna finance ourselves. But quick real before we do that, let's talk about the dollars and whatnot, the gas prices. You brought that very interesting David did actually the prices. In 1929, gas was 21 cents. Compared to today's dollars, that would be three dollars and fifty-nine cents a gallon. And uh, mm-hmm. was, uh, 1932, it was 18 cents a gallon. 
374 in, in today's dollars. 1933, 18 cents. 1934, 19 cents. 35, 19 cents. 36, 19 cents. 37, 20 cents. 1938, 20 cents. 1939, 19 cents. 1940, 18 cents. Let's just skip ahead here. We'll go ahead. And, all, and it stays that, that pretty much like that. It stays around, let's see, we'll go up to 1947, it's up to 23 cents a gallon. Uh, 1952, 20 cents a gallon. Uh, 1954, 29 cents a gallon. Let's go. 1963, 30 cents a gallon. Okay. Uh, 1969, 35 cents a gallon. Okay. Uh, 1970, 36. Now, here we go. We're getting up there. Now, here we go. 1977, 62 cents a gallon. Price doubles. Okay, from mm-hmm. the last one I just gave you. All right. And 1978 stays 53 cents, 65 cents a gallon. 1979, 86 cents a gallon. 1980, $1.19 a gallon. 1981, $1.31 a gallon. 82, $1.22 a gallon. Let's jump up to uh, 1985, $1.12 a gallon. Let's go now to 1989. It's a dollar a gallon. Prices have come back down. They're coming down a little bit now. 1990, $1.15 a gallon. 1991, $1.14 a gallon. 1998, $1.06 a gallon. 97, $1.23 a gallon. Year 2000, $1.51 a gallon. 2001, $1.46 a gallon. 2002, $1.36 a gallon. Now here we go. 2005, I was talking about this earlier, Hurricane Katrina hits, 250 a gallon. 2006, 259 a gallon. 2007, 280 a gallon. 2008, 327 a gallon. Remember the banker bailout? Remember mm-hmm. that? 2008? Yep. Yep. Now, now, here we go. It, it, it go 2009, 235 a gallon. 2010, 279 a gallon. All right, 2011, it jumps Three dollars and fifty-three cents a gallon. Twenty twelve, three sixty-four a gallon. Two thousand thirteen, three fifty-three a gallon. Two thousand sixteen, Trump comes in, gas prices go back down. Two thousand, I mean, it's two dollars and fourteen cents a gallon. Two thousand seventeen, two forty-two a gallon. Two thousand eighteen, two seventy-two. Two thousand nineteen, two sixty. Two thousand twenty, it's two dollars and seventeen cents. And now, bam, here we go. It goes up to three oh one. And now four dollars and ninety cents a gallon in 2022. You know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 that's that four dollars and ninety cents a gallon. Excuse me, 2022. That's the average, average national average. Okay. The average cost of common amenities compared to the average cost of gasoline from 2000 to 2022. So you know, and then it goes on and on. So you know, now the dollars, though, dollars, though, of what the dollars of, of what it's worth. See, they stopped that scale halfway through, but. You see, though, how the prices, though, and how they've changed compared mm-hmm. to how they relatively stayed the same even during the Depression. They stayed at that, yeah. that one price, you know, that, well, that, Joe, that 30 cents. I can give yep. you an answer for the 70s. Well, they, I want you to yeah, think well, about this. The hostage, the hostage now, crisis, right? When, when, well, remember, we had a bunch of baby boomers born, right? Yeah. From 1968 to 1972, the year I was in, the years I was in high school, we all started driving, and the population of drivers in this country almost doubled. So did the gas. Yeah. They made four yeah. times the profit. Two times two is four. So the price of gas went up for everybody. But they doubled the amount of drivers. So they well, doubled the amount of cars on the road. 
Well, which man, I had to add that. Yeah. yeah. That was the right. 70s. Well, and you know, a lot of people die every year in car crashes. 33,244 right. fatal motor vehicle car crashes in the United States every single year. Can you believe yeah. that? 33,000. Only 58,000 died in Vietnam War. You know, right. and and the worst vehicle to drive, the worst nine thousand people have died in it. The Chevy Silverado pickup truck, American. Yeah. The, the second is the Ford F one fifty. You know, and so, you, would, and, you would think yeah. otherwise, wouldn't you? Yeah, and the, much, the, the safest car, the Hyundai Elantra. One thousand eight hundred and eight people die every year <laughs> in a Hyundai Elantra. No, inter- interesting, huh? Very interesting. You know, it, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. It's just, uh, it's, um, I don't know. It, it, it's, it's, uh, that's a lot of people that die every year. Eight, nine thousand people on Chevy Silverado pickup trucks die every year. That, that's mm-hmm. crazy. The amount of people that die, and we don't even know it. You know, well, I, I mean, how many people are affected every, you know, by these car crashes? It's insane. But Joe, by the time you get done with one gallon of gas. And you get yep. it from the oil, you refine it, you get gas, you got to distribute it. Everybody gets their piece of the chunk, right? Yeah. Who gets the most money out of that whole amount for the that one gallon of gas? The federal government through federal and state taxes. Yeah. They get the biggest chunk. So, yeah, they're going to want to raise it to get more revenue. That's the bottom line. Yeah, and how they do it may be different and claim to be for different reasons, but it's always the same group of people who want it. And remember, the Gulf War didn't start because of anything Saddam Hussein did to Kuwait. It started because Saddam hit the oil wells in Kuwait that was owned by the Bush family. That's well, be you talk, war yeah, well, you talk about money distribution. Only 16.9% of the population earns $75,000 or more yearly. You know, that's terrible. Yeah, that's terrible. You know, <laughs> that's terrible. That's, that, that's that 75000 a year. You know, I mean, uh, uh, our millennials really, really as, uh, as earth conscious as they say, you know, uh, while the it says while the 20 to 24 year old uh, age group only represents 9.9 percent of the uh, workforce workforce population, they represent 12 percent of the total population that rides public transportation. Also, 12 percent of them carpool. You know, so older Americans would much rather drive alone. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, so they say. You know, so you these, know, these numbers that they put that. up are very interesting. Yeah. I can attest to that. Every time we go to Cracker Barrel to eat especially around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it's full of cars and hardly anybody in there eating. That's because everybody drove their own car. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, does anyone own anything anymore either? You know, you look at really whoever owns. Now, that, now that's what we were talking about earlier with the sovereign thing. But, but, but I didn't ask David about that comment on that. He, he's, uh, you know, the have the book there. Promote that book there, Reinhabited, uh, the Reinhabited Volume One and Volume Two. 
the true uh, history, because you brought that up in your speech there, David, uh, about the re, uh, true history of uh, this country that's been kept from us, uh, the true America's truthful history, re-inhabited. Uh, one uh, the volumes one and uh, volumes two. You can go to Amazon and get those. Those are good. Uh, probably the only 100% accurate, truthful history books that you can read that will tell you America's history truthfully. You know, uh, and give you a reference a reference guide there, and you know that you can look go and look up and uh, dissect and and verify the truth. You know. Verify, verify all the facts and truth to what 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 is said in those in those books. So uh, I'm going to get out my copy right now. Ring and Volume One: America's Truthful History, right here. Um, just real quick here, um, like some of the acknowledgments here. I'll just read a couple of them. You know, uh, this, uh, our teachers from both this current time and those of the past who invested their inspired work as a legacy. It is the work of our teachers that put the ink in the well for the Holy Spirit to be able to draw from and compose a, a, a panoramic-like uh, picture across the American Republic's timeline. That's from the acknowledgement page there in the front. But just... Uh, I'll read the first paragraph of the introduction for people up there that are listening. This this is a book here that once you read, you will be an expert in history. You'll know what we're talking about, and you will never call America a democracy again. You know, re-inhabited Republic for the United States of America is an unprecedented, truthful history account of of America that has been hidden in plain sight from the American people. This account is based on historical records and government documents as well as first-hand accounts of events that have been available but never before put together like pieces of a puzzle to be clearly seen for the first time ever. History helps us make sense of the present as well as the future. At this critical juncture in time when America is in great peril and her history is being rewritten by tyrants who despise freedom and liberty, Reinhabited provides answers with evidence of the truth regarding her profound heritage. The key to her restoration is truth. It is the truth that, when broadcast, will lead to the restoration of America's sacred liberty, that which made her the mightiest and most blessed nation on earth, looked upon as a city upon a hill, and a light to the nations. That's just the introduction page. There's more, more there, of course. But, you know, uh, the book is, uh, like I said, if you want true history, that's what you want to go pick up is Re-Inhabited, the, the, the volume one and volume two. And uh, it gives you a lot of information. Um, you know, it talks about, uh, let's see, like chapter two here, the new covenant for the new world, the na- national calling, national purpose, and prophetic destiny. You know, that's chapter two. That's, I mean, it's a, it's a good, it's a very, very, like I said, uh, powerful uh, history book and uh, very well written. Uh, and facts, it gives you all facts. You know, on the hey, first Joe. page two here, you got Martin Luther here, painted 1529. But yeah, go ahead. You know, the interesting thing about that, like all books, if there's any word like truth to it, the title, that it's true then David and Gene, if they're telling lies in their writing, they can be sued. Yeah. Because they're yeah. promoting this as being true. Yeah. They, Anybody they wants have to jump in the conversation. Sued, you know why? Right. Yeah. Nobody can disprove what they wrote. Yeah. 
Anybody wants to jump into conversation here tonight, I advise you to do it uh, by calling in at 657-383-0616. The floor is open just to have a general conversation about some of the things that are happening. Uh, I was kind of hoping Mike Singer would jump in here tonight. And uh, I did send him a text message. He might not be available. He's probably still tired out from that uh, nine, uh, nine and a half hour Zoom call. They had that, that David Strait come on there. Uh, I guess he's one of those guys that has teaches this stuff about, you know, uh, this common law court stuff like that. I don't know, really know him. Do you know who he is, Roger? Not right off hand, no. Oh, okay. All right. I know um, we have uh, Kelby Smith from uh, yeah. the Republic in California. I don't know if that's who he's talking about or not. No, 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 no. But uh, I'd like to – I wish we can get him on here sometime, Kelly Smith. That'd be great. Where's Gator at? I don't know. Like I get him on. From yeah. Huh. Everybody's MIA, MIA, huh? What, what happened? The rapture happened without him just knowing? Yeah. <laughs> no, because I talked to most of these people. <laughs> yeah. I called them this afternoon. Oh, okay. Just to make you sure. Know, well, we got to make sure the Governor Jim is all right there. He's, I guess you said yeah, he's going in for surgery, maybe? No, not surgery, but he he was uh, really constipated and had some major problems. And it's really? been going on for about three days. So he, he was telling okay. me earlier that he may take a trip to the ER if he has to. Gotcha, uh, gotcha. Loosen him up. Well, we talked about this uh, one world religion here, so I got a, a short little piece here to play on that. And this is here. This sure. is today's news. So we'll uh, get this to play this here. And this is your world. This is you. Your one world government coming right here. Uh, I mean, it's right here. It's right now happening, right before your very eyes, right now. Sorry, I'm, that's the wrong one, guys. Sorry, that's not the one on the One World. Uh, that's the that's the building of it. That's the uh, construction of it. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Oh, I got to read the one down at the bottom here. Nope, they don't have that one up yet, actually. So I got the wrong link for that. Joe, but Joe, yeah, Joe, I have one the one where the Pope calls for it, the One World government, and uh, they had a documentary on that. I had it up earlier and I closed it out. Darn it. That was a good one there, where they call openly call for it. But what religion will we be worshiping, though? What will it? What will it be? What I mean, what what will they have Islam. us do? With the, it's going to be Islam. Islam. Yep. The Christians aren't going to go for that. They're not going to have a choice. Remember, I can't see Christians the just of openly. America already teach that God is the God of everybody, and it makes no difference. Remember the teaching that. Uh, um, uh, Oprah had. Uh, there's many ways to get to God. Well, the Muslim faith is just yeah, one. Yeah, but they're not going to go. Jesus they're not going to practice one. Islam. You'd be surprised. You know, they're not gonna, they're, you know, you know what I mean. I just can't see that. 
Yeah, you'd be surprised. I mean, I, 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 mean, I just uh, I don't. I mean, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, have, I mean, even the people that I know that say, "Oh, well, you know, you can worship Mary in a tree," they're still not going to openly practice, you know, uh, uh, Islam. I mean, I just can't no, see. I just I, can't I see didn't that. say openly practice, but it will be forced upon them. And that's part of the marking, the, the number, 666. That's who they're worshiping is Islam. And is the Islamic, you see, they, they think Islam is a, uh, is a religion. It's No, it's a, it's a government. That's the difference. Okay. A religion doesn't have its own law where they kill people. A government does. And that's what Islam is. Well, so yeah. this, this is yeah. what they're going to be dealing with. This is why the well, Pope accepted yeah. them, because the Pope, way back in the 600 ADs, allowed that to take place under their reign. The Catholic Church promoted Islam back then. And that's why you made mention earlier that Christians in Dubai, you know, they, they, nobody can become a Christian in Dubai, but the Catholics can become Muslim. Well, how does that work? Yeah, well... That's because I, the Catholics I, are telling us they're not Christians. And you think this you think this five G is mind control? This five G is mind control with universe. You know, uh, I mean, you think that's got something to do with it? It's got something. It's not completely. No, it's only for those who have certain elements. Well, they say are you ready for nuclear war? I mean, huh? you know, the nuclear war. They say nuclear war two is coming with this Putin guy. I mean, I. I I mean, a lot, there's so much out there. You just don't know what to believe. There's, you know, I mean, you well, know what is the real. NATO nations right now in Europe and the Ukraine. Hmm. Well, Joe He's Biden losing. tells us who's running our losing. country. Did you see that 60 Minutes interview with Joe Biden right there? It's about eight minutes long. Well, uh, it tells us who's running our country pretty much, uh, you know, uh, right here. And then we'll, then we'll get into the inf uh, confidential informants there of the government admits to running informants and the Oath Keepers. You know, uh, that, you know, it, this is just crazy is what's out there right now. But uh, yeah. what's happening? I mean, what, what, it, it's so much information. It's an information war. And you've got people out there just they just don't want to uh, they don't want to admit it. They don't want to they don't want to partake in it. And you've got others that are jumping full steam ahead into it. But they're not they're not getting the truth. Let's listen to Joe Biden. Right. Political beliefs admits it and is now already out on bail, according to Life Zet. Court docs say Shannon Brandt told 911 dispatchers he intentionally used his SUV to kill the victim, Kaylor Ellingson, because he was a Republican extremist. Is it any coincidence Brandt seems to feel justified soon after President Biden's inflammatory speech pitting half the country against his opposition? And Biden is doubling down. We're in a Democratic rally. We're making real progress. We passed the Inflation Reduction Act to bring down costs, the bipartisan infrastructure law to rebuild America. The American Rescue Plan to bring our economy back, and so much more. But the extreme MAGA Republicans want to take it all back. This message just days after a politically motivated murder of a Republican teen. You'd think in today's politically charged environment, the targeting and killing of a young man based solely on his beliefs would be big news. But that would disrupt the MSM narrative that it's the right who are the violent ones. Newsbusters, a review of news coverage on left-wing broadcasts, ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, and MSNBC, revealed that none of these networks have given the attack even one second of airtime. And here's Comfortably Smug on Twitter. Over 20 New York Times stories over the past month mentioned political violence. Zero 
mentions of Kaylor Ellingson, the only American who has been murdered in an act of political violence in that time. Bringing you what's ignored, sensationalized, misleading, or just plain false, here's your media malfeasance for the week. A former Fox producer is blowing the whistle on conflicts of interest at the network. WND shares Brianna Morello says she left Fox when the corporation forced employees to receive the needle and claims the network was paid by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services to promote the jabs on the air. Isn't true journalism supposed to be examining conflicts of interest and motivations, investigating, holding big corporations accountable? Instead, the whistleblower says Fox was taking money and acting more like a public relations firm. Also this week, MSM propaganda puppets still seem to care more about 50 migrants flown to Martha's Vineyard than about immigrants dying from crossing the border under the current federal policies. Only the federal government can deport illegal. So we need somebody to set up, do it for the people. How they break the law and get away, how that's legal. And then give them my tax dollars, now how that ain't evil. Daily Caller, the Eagle Pass Fire Department is requesting refrigerators for bodies as morgues are overwhelmed. Authorities say they're collecting about 30 bodies a month from drowned immigrants. Politico notes Dems pushed DOJ to probe DeSantis over migrants. But why were they silent when President Joe Biden was flying illegal immigrants overnight across the country? Someone who has not been silent about what's going on at the border is Fox's Bill Malugin. Politico, as Malugin has become an increasingly visible figure on the network, his coverage has caught the attention of the White House, which has become increasingly irritated by his reporting. But now they have a Democrat Texas sheriff who says he's investigating DeSantis for the crime of... Oh, no. Hmm. Well, it turns out this sheriff that seems to care an awful lot about immigrants transported to an area that has claimed to be welcoming to migrants didn't care enough about immigrants' lives. He's the same sheriff that allowed 53 migrants to die in a semi-truck, according to 100% Fed Up. Governor DeSantis responds. I saw somebody on CNN try to say, sending 50 illegal aliens to wealthy Martha's Vineyard is reminiscent of the Holocaust. And I just thought to myself, uh, has the world gone totally mad? I mean, these are voluntary uh, transportation that they're signing up for. But However, Sheriff Salazar must have had a moment of clarity because he rejects the VP's assertion that the border is secure. Uh, I, I, I would beg to differ. I don't think the, count, the border is as secure as what, as what folks are maybe telling them. Uh, with that being said, I think there's some solutions to be had, but it's going to start with somebody from D.C. making the trip down here and, and talking to us. Hmm. So what's the motivation here? Well, we find out this week that Judiciary Democrats voted to support non-citizen voting in our elections. Huh. Another thing to ponder, who is leading our country right now? The White House had to walk back at least a couple things President Biden said in an interview with 60 Minutes. If in fact there was an unprecedented attack. After our interview, a White House official told us U.S. policy has not changed. Officially, the U.S. will not say whether American forces would defend Taiwan. But the commander-in-chief had a view of his own. So unlike Ukraine, to be clear, sir, U.S. forces, U.S. men and women, would defend Taiwan in the event of a Chinese invasion. Yes. An obvious follow-up question was skipped when Biden said this. The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. 
So if the pandemic is over, why haven't emergency powers been halted? Kentucky Representative Thomas Massey addressed what the reporter would not. If the pandemic is over, as Biden says, then all of the president's emergency powers predicated on a pandemic, all COVID vax mandates, the emergency powers of every governor, emergency use authorizations, and the PrEP Act should all be voided tomorrow. This- well, there you go. That's, that's your week's news in a wrap-up nutshell. <laughs> you know, uh, Joe Biden there, uh, uh, I mean, uh, I don't understand how people could be so complacent, the American people, of, of letting this guy, I mean, I just don't even hijacked election or not. What the guy is off? To, I mean, he's nuts. I just don't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Well, sometimes I sit here and I ponder the thoughts of like, is it? You know, what do we do? I mean, is there anything else really we can do? I mean, with with the republic and anything really, Roger. I mean, is or David? Is there anything we can do anymore? You got you wrote the books there, Rehabit. You got all the truth out there. You're out there promoting it. I mean, oh, you got the facts out there. We've got woken up people. We we we've got the republic restored. Uh, what else can we do? There's no it's more like shock we at have all. It's said all along, uh, Joe. It's it's now in the hands of the, of the American people. You're right. We've done everything that we are required to do. We've done actually more than than we. We should have done in, in a lot of ways, but right now we we can. There's nothing else that we can go out our front doors in the morning and say I need to get this accomplished. Everything's been accomplished. We're waiting on them. If they don't want it, we'll never get it. They have to want it, but that's going to require something to happen to bring the American people or should I say what's left of the American people, to their knees and say we want the republic back. Something major is going to have to happen because people are refusing to wake up. They don't care. They get up in the morning. If they got a job, they go to a job. Most everybody else gets a check from the government. Why would they care? The government is their god. They don't want to worship a God they can't see. They want to worship a God they can take to the bank every month. That's where the American public is right now. And until they don't have that anymore or something happens to where D.C. is wiped off the map and half of their state's gone and all their family is gone, then they may wake up and say, whoa, maybe I should have done something. Remember and that we're not advocating violence. We're not, hey, Roger, real quick, we're not advocating. No, 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 no. Us. no. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a natural occurrence. Okay, not us. I'm talking about an asteroid. Violence. I'm yeah. talking. I'm, no, no, I'm not talking about that. But you remember no, that commercial sure. where yeah, that Indian clear. stood <laughs> on the, uh, the the hillside and had the tear going down his cheek, and he yeah, and he yeah, remember that commercial? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, remember While that commercial? the trash that was in the river? Yeah, This yeah. is what the American public is going to be like if they don't wake up. Putin ain't kidding around. He's got nukes planted at every major city in this nation, and we think it's a joke. Yeah. That's, that's where we are, and the people need to wake up because God's not I mean, going to sit on his throne 
and stop stuff if people don't want it stopped. And that's just where we're yeah. at. So it's up to the American people to get off their duffs and say and do, we've done our part, now it's up to them. And if they don't want it, God can't hold us responsible. We did our part. Yeah. I, I mean... I mean, I don't know what else we can do. You're right. Maybe our generation, maybe we maybe we just turn it over the reins to the lost. We, we complain about it, but you know, we just turn it over to them. You know what I mean? Just get I mean, because what else can we do? You know, I mean, we've done everything. All right, I got another caller here. 323, three, bring you on. Go ahead, 323. Three. Hello, hello. This is Joe. Hey, Joe. Uh, you were talking, hey, you were talking about the one world religion. Yes, sir. And um, you were saying that, that Christians wouldn't stand for it. Well, the Catholics in particular um, shouldn't stand for it because if you're not a Catholic um, and if you um, convert from Catholicism to another religion, you're a heretic. So the Catholics aren't going to stand for it. Now, the people with the Muslims, the rank-and-file Muslims, they may not stand for it. They may not want it. But I'll bet you that the people who had imams, imams or whatever the hell it is, in the Muslim religion, they'll want a merging of Catholicism with, uh, with them because they're in favor of the Islamic Brotherhood, and they're in favor of taking over the world. And if they can, can converge with the, uh, with the Catholics, which is the major Christian religion, um, mm-hmm. then, they've got, then they've got a victory. But Pope Francis, um, I don't know how um, how recently this announcement was, but he should be um, he should be ridiculed by the bishops and the cardinals in the church because if they're the old guard, they definitely are not going to stand for it because for them the only religion in the entire universe is the Catholic religion. Now other Christian religions like Mormonism, Protestants, um, etc. I don't know what they're going to do, but um, with the Catholics. For the Pope to come out with something like that—that's heresy. That's uh, if that doesn't get a backlash, I'm going to be very, very, very surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. I agree. And the thing of it is, though, is that you were going to be very surprised, Joe, about a lot of things. I mean, you know, we always talk about the end. You know, the end is coming. The end is coming. You know, another year, next year, next year, this and that. Oh, boy, Biden. Remember remember when Trump was running? If Biden gets elected, oh, boy, America won't last four months. Remember? You know, we're still here. Well, I, I, remember, yeah, I remember predicting doom. I didn't say it was four. I don't remember four <laughs> months, but I, that sounds like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but we're still here, right? I mean, the end yeah. isn't here. Things have gotten worse, but you know, I mean, so so the next midterms come, okay? You think? Well, we, how, what, what what do you think in your opinion with the midterms? You think where the Republicans who uh, in the de facto, I call well, them de facto, even if they have a red wave, it's not it's not going to matter, <clears throat> right? Excuse me. Um, Trump's record in terms of endorsing people who have won elections is something like 179 or 279 or 12. It's impressive. He's only got 12 losses of the people that he's endorsed. So those people that he did endorse, um, they, they've gotten elected, and they probably will get even elected even more with this so-called red wave that's coming. But I don't have faith in it. I would say at least half of the Republicans who get elected are going to be rhinos. 
that we will yes. know about soon. And there will be other rhinos that we don't know about soon, but <laughs> but we'll expose their wolf and sheep clothing eh, further on down the line. I don't have faith in any politician, unless that politician yeah. has actually um, exposed the intentions of the other people in the um, in the government. You know. Um, yeah. So to me, politicians are just snakes until they prove themselves otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. And now. As far as the politicians themselves running, okay, so how does one go about getting Trump's support? I mean, getting Trump to endorse him. I mean, I, I tried to contact his campaign headquarters. I, I, I no success. And you, I mean, no kidding, really. And you're running yeah. for you're running for um, congressman in North Carolina, and nobody contacted you. What does well, that I'm say not, about no, Trump? Well, hang on a second. No, no, no. I ran in the last primary. Now, remember though, I came in second place in the primary. I can't get back on the ballot until November. So I can't get back on well, yeah, the running now. Well, yeah, the good, and you're, and you're definitely a MAGA person. You're definitely a yeah. Trump supporter. You're definitely a patriot. Um, yeah. You know, maybe, I don't know, maybe they're looking for people who have financing. I don't know. Yeah. You know, yeah. maybe they don't have the time to go after everybody who's a patriot. Who knows? But I do well, know I'm that. Well, I'm going to definitely reach out. And when I, yeah, when I put my name back, when my when I do refile in November, you know, then I'm going to kick the campaign off full swing because nothing, like you just said, nobody's going to do anything. Nobody's going to change anything. I don't see anybody out there that's hey. going to, and through the midterms that's going to flip the script on anything, at least in that, that I know of, you know. So unless you're talking about, yeah. So you know, no, we're talking right. about half of them are rhinos. Yeah, I don't, I don't expect it either. Look. Maybe you should contact them by letter, by email, or something like that. Have it, then they'll respond to you, I'm pretty sure. You know, they'll probably give you a form yeah. letter. At least then you have a form letter in your portfolio. But there you go. they should contact, you know, to say, to show to your listeners, you know, this is what I've done. I've, try, I've contacted the people who are associated with Trump. You know, you really can't get old to Trump because he's really, he's really on the top of the hierarchy. But, um, um, you know, there, there are people in North Carolina who are affiliated with Trump that you can contact. And if, you know, if you show them that you ran, you show them that you've got a show like this, you send them, you know, a clip, a few clips of your yeah. radio show, that ought to be enough. There you go. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm about restoring our – if Trump is truly about restoration of the republic and he wants to give the republic back to the people like he claimed, then, yeah, he would endorse me in my district here. And, uh, you know, but then again, lawmaker, legislative branch, you know, I may want to move up the ranks here and go for something higher. You know, I don't know. Do we, do we don't have, you know, do you, you know, do we have time? That's the question. Do we have the time anymore? No. We don't. It's time, to, like you said, there's no more you wait. You know, you get into office, and two years later, finally, you start fulfilling your campaign promises. No, 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 no. Once you get in, immediately, you do what you say you're going to do, or you're out. Right? That's it. Right. And exactly. And you were right, too, when I had, when I had grilled you on the other show. You know, you can't do much as, a, as one person because, you know, there's, uh, there's protocols that you have to uh, follow. So you have yeah, to, not just you, I'm talking about the generic you. Politicians who really want to impress their particular constituents should tell them, this is what I'm going to do in a week or two, informally. In other words, I'm going to let you know through a press release, through our newsletter, about the other people that I'm contacting who are on our side, who are not on our side. 
That is showing Correct. the constituents. Right away, I mean business. Now, if you're going to wait for the committees to do something, you'll never get anything done. Ron Paul didn't Correct. get squat done. Why? Because the committee mm-hmm. members were against him. Yep, that's right. You're absolutely correct. Yeah, Ron Paul didn't get squat done. Uh, I mean, he, his voting record was absolutely impeccable. I mean, he voted for everything he said he was sure. going to and voted down everything, you know, yeah. so we got to give him that. But, yeah, he didn't – I mean, he woke up a lot of people, and he had quite a big movement. But yes. he didn't get – you know, not until he got too old, though, you know, it was time to hang it up. <laughs> he was in Congress for 20 years. He only had seven – yeah. if my memory serves me right, he only had seven co-sponsors of his bills. Plus, you can't just go in there and say, I'm going to you know, make up a bill, and here it is. No, it has to go no. through committee. If they approve it, then it might go to the floor to be debated. But if it's not, if it's not approved by the, uh, the uh, leading hierarchy of the committee, you're going nowhere. So even though Ron Paul, to me, was my particular political hero, he was hamstrung by the protocol of Congress. You know? Yeah. So if yeah, a yeah, I know what I wanted to says, ask him. I wanted to ask Ron Paul this. I, I felt like, well, I felt like, well, when I was there with him, I didn't get a chance to. But uh, when I was in the meeting with him, uh, uh, was twelve years ago? Wow, now twelve, thirteen years ago now. Um, the why not run for governor instead of president? Wouldn't you get more done? Like you just said, he'd have more power as a governor than president. You know, because president, the, he was out. Of, we, you know, come on, we all knew he wasn't going to get in there. You know, but why not governor? Right. That's a good idea. I, mean, I think, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, let me see. Where did he come from? Texas. He could have run for governor of Texas. Since yeah. he was a congressman for twenty years, he pleased his constituents. He could have, yeah, maybe at his twelfth uh, year or fourteenth year, sixteenth year, he could have gotten out and run for governor. But yeah, because yeah. he would have had more power than, at least theoretically, because I'm not all that yeah. aware of how many, you know, how much, you know, I'm, I'm better than being a state senator or a state congressman anyway. <laughs> Correct. Correct. He, he had you a know. Bush to contend with in Texas. I didn't hear you. What's that? I didn't hear you. He he had George Bush to contend with as governor of Texas. Oh, 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 yeah. Well, that was that would have been a formidable opponent <laughs> with all that. Yeah. Money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All that IG Fargan money, that World War II money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, really. Criminals. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but I yeah, mean, you man, know, that was... that's why you know. Remember when I had you in, um, you know, in the so-called hot seat? You have, yep. People have to do things informally. They can't allow themselves to be hamstrung by the protocol of the wolves that are in charge of the uh, of the sheep. You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's why true. people have that's to true. show. You know, look, because I was listening to a candidate the other day. Holy Jesus! The same freaking resume, and uh, you know, you ask him. A, I, I didn't. I didn't grill him at all. It was because I let I let the hostess do it. Uh, you know, talk to him. Yeah. And he's go, you know he she asked him a question about how are you going to solve this. So then he goes on the normal political rhetoric uh, train ride about well what we have to do and what we need to do. And right then and there, I wanted to fish slap the guy. <laughs> Because you know, what we need to do, what we have to do, yeah, we know yeah. what we have. We to all do. know. You know how are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, you know how are you going to do it? So we tap dance. So then I'm going to host a uh, co-host the program with her uh, one of these days. And when he when she has on another candidate, I am going to grill them like they're like they they're part of the Menendez brothers. Because none of this go. nonsense about you. 
You know, that's that's what needs to be done. We need to have people, and I'll bet you they won't stand up to it. I'll bet you they wilt. If they wilt under my pressure, how do you think they're going to react if they're elected under McConnell's pressure? Correct. McConnell says, if you, if you don't do what I say, you don't get funding. If you don't do what I say, you don't get on committees. If you don't do what I say, nobody knows about you. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's correct. You're absolutely, you're absolutely correct on that. I I don't know. You know, it's 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 good to have shows like this where it's just a few people on here uh, with conversation. I that let the other people off. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna get ready to wrap up the podcast here. If uh, 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 Joe, any final thoughts here? To any thoughts on any uh, anything or any advice? Oh, I or, thought you were going for two. I thought you were going for two hours. Hmm. Uh, oh, I can, but uh, I mean, I, I no, no, no. I, I thought, 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 thought you were supposed to go. Oh. Yeah, we already been on for over an hour. Oh, you have? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we've already been My on bad. for Yeah, we've been on for, uh, let's see, what have we, well, we've been podcasting here already for an hour and a half. Oh, yeah. my bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, you're thinking we just started, huh? <laughs> yeah. You know, like a half an hour ago or so, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I lost no, track no. of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've been going for a while. Yeah, we've yeah, right. well, my last All thought, right. you know, is, is just to just to combine your particular forces with other like-minded people and see, uh, you know, see what you can do. A Zoom, you were on Zoom for eight hours. Jesus Christ, that yeah. would wear yeah. me nine out. Nine hours, yeah. Oh, <laughs> nine hours. <laughs> that's quite a that's quite a uh, uh, a meeting, huh? For everyone, we started out with well, I don't know a hundred and something people, and we dwindled down to about eight at the end. But <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah, really yeah, like a hundred people. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pretty that good. Pretty good. good. Yeah. yeah, but it's it's we got because we got that, that remember the guy you uh, he actually brought you up from my show actually where when you made the comment about uh, credibility, you know you got to have credibility. Yeah. Remember you asked him that and mm-hmm. he commented about that you know the credibility thing. So which is true. Oh, that's you extremely have important. How are you going to influence people unless they believe in you? And they're not going to believe in you unless a person has credibility. Now, how do you form it? You have to show people that you're serious by having done something which was very serious in the favor in, and in the perceptions of the constituents in their favor. So that's Correct. how you have credibility. You know, and if people Correct. are just saying, well, I'm going to do this, and yeah, well, everybody wants to, and everybody has good intentions, but how do we know that the people who are talking like that actually have the power and the willpower to do it once they're in office? Like Harry Truman said, he never met a politician who was honest when they got into office, who stayed honest when they got out. Correct. Yeah. Good advice. Words of yesterday. Yeah. You know? Well... We're Sarge so, tonight. We're Sarge Ben. Usually Sarge, you see, when when you say, okay, well, I could have time to take a few more callers, they're nowhere to be found, like Sarge and Bianca and everybody. They're nowhere. <laughs> well, don't, you know. Well, don't blame. Well, don't blame Sarge. Sarge is probably busy doing something constructive, and Bianca. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what he always what is. You find uh, what he's, you know, but <laughs> Sarge is usually going to be <laughs> doing something constructive. Bianca, yeah. uh, you know. Eh. He's a different story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, we uh, don't know. But anyway. All right, well, it's good talking to you. Good talking to you. And uh, just Roger, do you, you want to add here at the end? And, you, and Roger. Oh, I'm sorry, Glenn. Yeah. Hey, no, you know, good talking to you, Joe. Roger. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Joe. 
All right, Roger. You know, All right, Roger. Go. Let's go ahead, Roger. You want to go, Roger? Go ahead. You got something you want to add here? I just want to say to everybody, you know, we we love our country. We fought, a lot of us have been in, in uniform and fought for this country. It's not something we That's want right. to just let go of. But you know what? It's all up to you guys okay, now, the American people. That's all I got to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's um. That's right. People have paid the ultimate. Imagine the people that have paid the ultimate sacrifice. Oh God! You know. Uh, oh my I God! I mean, what 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 do you say to those people? I mean, what do you say? You know, I'm with your peace. You know, you know it's terrible. That is, you're right. It is so sad. The people who actually went to foreign wars, thinking and being brainwashed by the Pentagon, that they're over there to, to bring democracy to other nations or to save us and they die or they have their legs blown off or they have divorces what do you say to the i'm a vet but i was lucky you know i was damn lucky and i'm so appreciative of my uh, of my fellow uh, vets who actually had to suffer as a result of the brainwashing from yeah. the pentagon so yeah what do you say mm. You know, what's your, yeah, you know, and, and sometimes it makes me angry and upset. But, yeah, you love Ron Paul, so I got Ron Paul. I'll play some Ron Paul here uh, to wrap up the show here. Everybody, <laughs> okay. God bless the Republic next Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What if the American people woke up and understood that the official reasons for going to war are almost always based on lies and promoted right. by war propaganda in order to serve special oh, yeah. interests? What if we as a nation came to realize that the quest for empire eventually destroys all great nations? What if the American people learned the truth? The FBI has foiled about 17 plots to kill Americans during the past 10 years. What it will not tell you is that there have been 20 foiled plots, and of them, three were interrupted by members of the public. The 17 that were interrupted by the feds were created by the feds. Why do we pay the government to trick us into believing it is keeping us safe? What if a government that manipulated us could be fired? What if a government that lacked the true and knowing consent of the governed could be dismissed? What if it were possible to have a real game changer? What if we need a Ron Paul to preserve and protect our freedoms from the government? What if we can make elections matter again? What if you could love your country but hate what the government has done to it? What if sometimes to love your country, you had to alter or abolish the government? What if Jefferson was right? What if that government is best which governs least? What if I'm right? What if the government is wrong? What if it is dangerous to be right when the government is wrong? What if it is better to perish fighting for freedom than to live as a slave? What if freedom's greatest hour of danger is now? It's critical that every citizen of this country rise up and do something because the day of reckoning is at hand and time is running out. Unless we do something, um, we're going to get the government that we deserve. How did you let this happen? Wake up out there. You know, it's your children. Don't you care? Uh, look what these people are doing to you. There are 200 million adults in this country. Why we are letting them get away with what they are. Why we're not marching in the streets. Do everything in your power to restore freedom 
and your individuality back to America. Stop being a country run by the institutions for the institutions. Let's go back to we the people, by the people, for the people. You have to stop being scared. You have to stand up and do what's necessary to take back, to stop these bankers, these elite, this government full of lies, congressmen full of liars. And the Federal Reserve. And the fractional banking system. And the Fed. Elect Ron Paul and the war. People should not be afraid of their governments. Governments should be afraid of their people. Don't give yourself to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, or what to feel, who drill you, diet you, 